This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Baseball coming back July 1st. Players set to report for training, and then later in July, a uh, shortened season, 60-game season, uh, is supposed to kick off. However, who knows what's going to happen, man. Uh, to talk baseball, we thought we'd get our friend Scott Crawford on. He is from the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame in the picturesque town of St. Mary's, Ontario. Good morning, Scott. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. <laughs> I imagine you've had some time to uh, uh, go through some of the memorabilia in the Hall of Fame there and uh, do some rearranging of exhibits without... Uh, Without visitors walking through on a regular basis? Yeah, unfortunately, the museum's been closed and not too busy, but uh, hopefully we get reopened in July and, and people can come in and, and talk some baseball with us. All right, Scott, your initial thoughts on the MLB's plan here. July 1st training and then uh, the 23rd, the 60-game regular season. Does that sound like something as a, a true baseball fan that works for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, baseball's back, right? I, I mean, we, we knew we weren't going to have uh, a full season and we knew it might look slightly different, but, you know, I, I wish there were more games, of course, but, uh, by the time they decide to half agree with each other, they, uh, base, baseball's back and they're going to play 60 exciting ball games before the playoffs. Now, what about the Blue Jays here? Uh, they aren't able to play in Toronto. I know they've asked the government if possibly they can get an exception to play at home in Toronto with teams coming across the border, but not sure if that's going to happen, especially now that multiple players and staff with the Toronto Blue Jays have tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, it's kind of a tricky one. You know, we're the only major league team in Canada, and uh, therefore the border is an issue where the other sports, basketball and, and hockey, there's multiple teams and they could do, well, sorry, not basketball, hockey is multiple teams and they could do a hub sort of thing in Canada. Um, you know, they... Hopefully, you know, the health, uh, Canada Health Unit has the request right now. Um, you know, obviously it'd be great if they accepted it. If, if not, I mean, Buffalo's just around the corner and it's their AAA facility. And, and to me, that's the next best place to, uh, to play, even though obviously I would love them up here in Toronto. You'd rather see them play in Buffalo than in Dunedin, Florida. I think so. I mean, there's a lot of issues going on in Florida right now, as we as we hear in the news every day with the, with the COVID. Um, not nearly as many in Buffalo, and and it's a AAA facility there, um, so the amenities would be you know one step down from the big leagues, obviously, but uh, it would allow them to uh, allow them to play games. And and if the border's still an issue, then then it wouldn't be if they played well Buffalo. How much do you think the game itself is going to fundamentally change with the shortened season? You know, there's significantly less games, so are they going to be playing differently to try to scoop up as many Trying wins as they harder? can? <laughs> well, you know what I mean, or just you know, just going into the game with a different mindset because the, the, each win is is far more important. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, last year Washington was about 15 games under 500 in May, and of course they turned around and won the World Series. So. You can't start like that this year. You got to go from the get-go, and you know the old saying is, "Oh, April, it's okay in April. Uh, the games matter later in the year." But I mean, truly, all the games matter all the time um, because if you look, you know, it comes September, you're one game out of the playoffs. You're going to think back of that day where you didn't get that hit or drop that bunt down. Um, so this year is going to be different. Every game is going to count. You know, there's going to be some really weird stats out there because you know someone might hit 400. 
and uh, you know, and and that hasn't happened since Ted Williams in 1961. So, uh, you know, some strange things could happen this year. Scott Crawford from the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame is with us. As a Hall of Fame guy, uh, stats like that, they're going to have an asterisk beside, beside them going forward, right? I'd assume there's going to be something. I mean, I just watched again with all our, with some slow time. I watched the movie 61, and, and Roger Maris had that asterisk beside his home run for several years, and then it got taken away, of course. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, any... And there won't be too many records. Like, there's not going to be home run record or RBI records set. It's more like the, you know, low low ERA or high batting average or something that might set a record because there's so few games. Um, so I assume it'll be drastically seen as different for for the history of the game. What do you think of some of the rule changes that have been announced, Scott? Uh, I don't mind a couple of them. Um, you know, the one about. Uh, the DH in both leagues, I'm fine. I mean, I, I love the American League Baseball growing up as a Blue Jay fan, so I'm used to the DH. Um, that, that's to me, that's good. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the runner on second and extra innings. I get it for tournaments or the Olympics or something like that, but um, you know, it's showing that a lot of games don't go past the tenth inning, anyways. Um, so I'd rather than just play out the extra innings like uh, like normal. The one rule that's getting a lot of attention on social media is the uh, the baseball's new wet rag rule, where pitchers are going to be allowed to have a wet rag hanging off of them on the mound so they don't have to lick their fingers to get a little moisture on there before they throw their pitches. Are you a fan of the wet rag? Not really. It sounds weird, and I think it's going to look weird. <clears throat> so, um, <laughs> But it's got to go some way if they don't want them licking their fingers. You know, pitchers always been able to step off the mound and, and lick their fingers to get some moisture and some grip on the ball. So, I mean, they got to do something. But it almost like they could put it, you know, just like the rosin bags normally back behind the plate. They could just put the wet rag on the ground behind, beside the rosin bag and, <laughs> and replace it each inning or something so it doesn't dry out. But uh, you know, it's going to look odd in their back pocket. Here's some here's some tweets about the wet rag rule. Uh, Jeff Nelson, former relief pitcher, said, "Good luck, hitters. Water's not going to be the only thing on that rag." A yeah. uh, baseball writer named Scott Coleman says, "Thankfully, baseball doesn't already have a cheating problem." <laughs> oh, <laughs> do, you, do you think it'll be tough? It'll be tough for pitchers to get away with putting foreign substances because you see them do it under the brim of their hat on their elbows you know this is something that's been going on forever does the wet rag make it easier or harder for pitchers to cheat uh you think it would make it a little easier because they're giving them an item that's in their pocket that they're allowed to go and, and use every time they're going to throw a ball but uh you know maybe uh maybe my suggestion of putting it on the ground and changing it each inning is uh is a much better idea yeah, you, you you don't get to provide your own wet rag. The rag <laughs> will be provided for you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, it will be interesting to see. Baseball is back. Players reporting on July 1st, which is next week. Scott Crawford from the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame will check back in with you when baseball gets rolling, okay? That sounds great. We can't wait. Fireworks! Or sex move. It's a good move. You're not Ken. It's a good move. Okay, we got Canada Day just around the corner here. And we have fireworks to give away this morning. So we're playing Firework or Sex Move. Jim is going to give you the name of something. 
It's one of the two. You guess which is which enough times, and you're going to be a champion. Tom, good morning. Have you heard the game before? Are you ready for this? I have heard it before. I think I'm ready. <laughs> okay, well, let's get right to it. Jim, what is the first firework or sex move? Okay, firework or sex move, Moonshine Mama. Moonshine I'm Mama. I'm going to say that is a sex move. I'm sorry. No, it's a firework. <laughs> hey, Mama, don't bootleg your white lightning. Get intoxicated on genuine fire water with this cocktail of 25 multicolored shots that will keep you under the influence of fireworks' best libation. See, I thought that might have sounds been like... a hillbilly Tennessee sex move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good one. <laughs> it also sounds like it might be a Leonard Skinner song, doesn't it? Moonshine, Mama. <laughs> Next one. Sex move, firework. What do we got? Sex move or firework, double nuts. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like with... Tom just had a visual in his head. <laughs> he's picturing I... he's picturing what double nuts would be if it was a firework, and then unfortunately he pictured what it would be if it was a sex move. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping it's a firework, but I'm going to say it's a sex move. Oh, no, it is a firework. <laughs> Double nuts and triple ripples, 24 shells, 60 awesome breaks. Warning, shoots flaming balls. <laughs> I oh, bet it does. Sure it does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what's next here? Fireworker sex move, pop rock your world. Okay, well, we've had two fireworks. There's got to be a sex move in here somewhere. You are correct. Pop Rock Your World is first putting a package of Pop Rocks in your mouth and then doing stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. a little... Yeah, yeah I, I was going to go into more detail, nut. but yeah, it leads to a double nut. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, I think we all get it, Jim. Next one is? Fireworker sex move, moose on the loose. <laughs> that's got to be, that's, that's be a sex move. You are correct. It is a sex move. While getting busy, you put your hands up to the side of your head to mimic moose antlers, and you do dirty talk with a bullwinkle <laughs> voice. Yeah, I moose on the loose. there's a firework coming out, so it has to be a sex <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, how does that feel? <laughs> is that Yogi Bear or is that Bullwinkle? <laughs> <laughs> so they stole my bigger than basket. Uh, it could be either. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fireworker sex move. Last one here. Desperate attempt. Ooh. Uh, the could go either way for me, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with firework. You are correct. The desperate attempt is a 100-shot cake and also one's Tinder history. Yeah, and it's also a pre-sex move. (laughs) That's right. At 2 a.m. when when they announced last call, desperate attempt. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Tom, congratulations. We're going to hook you up with some real fireworks from our friends at bobsfireworks.ca. 
Uh, when it comes to fireworks in the bedroom, it's all up to you, buddy, okay? <laughs> all right, perfect. Thanks, guys. And Elon Musk has set his sights on Canada, Jim. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, the Internet zone, basically. I mean, people in rural Canada... Small towns, people living in the middle of nowhere have complained about slow internet speeds since the invention of internet. So uh, since Elon Musk just launched those um, satellites in the space, that Starlink system, he's saying he can provide Canadians uh, in rural Canada with super fast internet via satellite. Um, That's something to get excited about if you you live, live out in the country. Absolutely. So he's applied for a license with the uh, CRTC, um, Telecommunications Commission. Uh, so we're waiting to hear if it's going to go through. Uh, I don't really know how likely it is. I feel like our Canadian phone and internet services are is basically a monopoly. So it might be really hard to get in there. But it would be amazing uh-huh. if he could. Because it'd be, che- it'd be much cheaper. And forget about just the rural areas. The more competition, the merrier. You've heard me complaining about my internet for the past three months. Yes. Working at home here, I've had some major issues, and you know, you only have so many options when it comes to uh, service providers. So why not throw another one into the mix? Yeah, and I don't necessarily know exactly how this will work, but I've I've heard it's very similar to like satellite TV. So instead of digging up. You know, the earth in front of every house, laying down fiber optic cables, whatever you got to do, drop it down a lake and, you know, all the excessive stuff. You just set up a satellite. Boom. You got the Internet. I'm still waiting on my solar shingles. (laughs) What hasn't Elon Musk invented in the past 10 years? Uh, Tesla came out with the, the solar, the roof shingles. Apparently, they're very expensive. Um, yeah. When the story broke that these things had been creative, created, it, it seemed like they were going to be on every house in the next five to ten years. But I have yet to see a, a house with the uh, the Tesla solar shingles. You? I no, I honestly completely forgot about those. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I thought solar panels were coming like big time, but apparently they're also very expensive and bad for the environment to begin with. So they're kind of not at what they were sold to be. Well, I would say Elon's just a big idea guy, and I wouldn't get too excited about this this satellite internet in uh, rural areas in Canada. But he did just launch a rocket with two dudes into outer space a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So, you know, he, he does dream big, but at the same time, he puts his money where his mouth is. From time to time, doesn't he? Yeah. He is crazily burrowing underneath Los Angeles right now, so he does do some stuff. He does get What's her What's he done. doing under there? Have you never heard of the Boring Company? You know, people always no. think that the, the, the next thing is going to be flying cars, and then, you know, the logistics of that is people are going to be smashing into each other in the sky all the time. So he's saying, oh, you should put a super like highway. Tubes? Yeah, yeah. So put a super highway under the ground. So he's literally burrowing under the ground right now like a crazy guy from a superhero book you know or like a comic book like an evil genius it seems nuts but he he does crazy things like the tubes from futurama where you just get in the tube and like a pneumatic tube system underneath los angeles absolutely hey could work you know, there's not a lot of competition in that uh, realm right now either. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
<laughs> the more the merrier. Well, if you live in the country, uh, Elon Musk may be coming to your rescue with some faster internet speeds. Congratulations to all the graduates out there. I know uh, a lot of uh, grade 8 graduation virtual ceremonies going on this week. Uh, I saw in my in my Facebook timeline proud parents posting pictures of their kids, who surprisingly, a lot of them still getting dressed up. I guess uh, even though there's no official graduation ceremony, they still want them to have that experience of wearing the gown or the new suit and looking dapper, taking the pictures for posterity. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, definitely this year different for graduates than any year I can remember, Jim. Yeah, I, like I remember it was such a big deal. Uh, grade 8 for sure was like the bi- the first time I went to a party. Like my grade 8 grad was the first time like we were allowed to have a party. I had a party at my shack. People came over and we snuck some coolers the out host. there. Yeah. How awesome. many people was was the entire class invited or was it just a group of close friends? No, it was the entire class, boys and girls, but the girls had to go to Megan Bosses uh, to sleep that night. So around midnight, uh-huh. they went home. And then these guys from Upper Thames, a different school, came and busted the party. And my mom came out and kicked him out. I was very embarrassed, Taz. <laughs> very embarrassed. <laughs> well, what was Mama Kelly's reaction when she came out there? Hey, I don't How recognize you. <laughs> Her name is Karen, by the way. She carried Karen. It right up. <laughs> Here comes Karen ruining the party. Yeah, and then I, when I went to grade nine, the people that got kicked out were like, "Aren't you the guy that had the party?" Like, because I went to a high school that a lot of people from my school didn't go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, aren't you the guy with the party, the thing? Uh, yep, that was me. Is your mom Karen? <laughs> <laughs> Our grade eight graduation party was uh, there was a camp out. Like a, I don't know how, I I don't I wasn't allowed to sleep over. That was one thing. Mama Taz did not allow me to spend the night, but all my other friends, Mom, all my other friends are allowed. I'm the only one who's not allowed to sleep over. But we had a camp out, and it was the entire class, and I think that a couple people snuck like uh, three or four warm beers to split between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> split between 30 people. And uh, I I had a tent, and I had brought a tent, thinking that my mom may change her mind and I'd be able to sleep there. But my mom said, no, I'm coming to pick you up at 1130. So I had to go home at 1130, but a, a couple of the guys were like, hey, can you leave your tent? Because we, we, we need to sleep in your tent. So I said, sure. And then uh, the next day, I get a call from some friends. They're like, dude. Ryan Kenny threw your tent into the fire last night. <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah, I man. Guess, the tents aren't cheap. Yeah, I guess the uh, that two sips of beer just overtook Ryan Kenny, and he decided to to burn my tent. Couldn't handle it. So the booze. angry. I remember one of the kids put booze. He stole it from his parents and put it in a hairspray bottle to sneak it out of the house. So he's like spraying the hairspray bottle into his mouth. And I was like, okay, I'll take a, I'll take a spray. And I took a spray and it tasted exactly like hairspray. He didn't rinse the bottle out enough. Not even once. He did not rinse it out at all.
Yeah, so basically, graduates, all you missed out on is is getting humiliated by your parents or having your tent set on fire last <laughs> night. That's all you really missed out on by not being able to go out and celebrate uh, your graduation in the traditional manner. Mm-hmm. But uh, but hopefully, you know, hopefully by the time you graduate, if you're moving on to high school, by the time you graduate high school, you'll be able to celebrate differently and things will go back to normal. Same if you're going from high school into university or college. Maybe in three years when you're ready to graduate from the next uh, phase, you'll actually be able to celebrate with some people. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.